I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two, primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casino. Tip of the strip. Happy New Year, everybody. It's Gil Alexander. Matt Brown is here. Ben Wilson in for Kelly Bidlin. Kelly was uh, A, feeling under the weather. B, just wanted to take the night off and use that as an excuse. Or C, had a thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Kelly's single and ready to mingle. Yes, he and is. And he happened to come down with a little case of the sniffles this afternoon. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. I'm not, I'm not saying, Ben. I'm just, but I am just saying. Putting it out there is what he's doing. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't saying, but I'm just, oh boy. So, so back to this game for a second before we get updates from Ben. So, Michigan. Now, we have Michigan bets. And yeah. Ben, corroborate me here that I said it before it happened. Michigan out of fourth and four at the Georgia 41, 808 left in the first quarter, down seven to nothing. And Jim Harbaugh decides to go for it. And what did I say? I was like, I don't know if I would do this right here. I can corroborate that statement. Thank you. You did make it. Incomplete pass. And now Georgia is just outside the red zone on the subsequent drive. 640 left in the first quarter. Georgia looking to add on. To their seven to nothing lead. Would you have gone for it there? I did not like that early of a call. I didn't mind it. It was the they had been moving the ball, running fairly decently, and then the back to back pass calls yes. there. Where if you if you knew you were going to go for it on fourth, I wouldn't have minded. I would agree with that. Trying to run on third to mm-hmm. to then at least giving you the option at fourth. If it's only like a fourth and one, then you have an option to you know to to do some other thing. But yeah, at fourth and four, you have to pass it right. Georgia looking to have no problem. I mean, they've had no problem moving the ball in the Michigan defense. They'll have a third and one at the twenty here. Ben, if you could uh, update. The other sports that are actually going on right now, because there are some. I shall. Yes, we do have a lot of NBA tonight. I was looking up earlier at uh, at the new Crypto.com Arena. Normally, yes. those tickets, it's like you know, two hundred bucks to get into any Laker game. You can get in for like sixty-five bucks tonight. Really? Might be a light New Year's Eve. How many Ethereum? Crypto? How much Ethereum? <laughs> it's Crypto.com now, so I, like, uh, they have to take crypto. Right? Wait, Dogecoin? What yes. What? Oh, 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 uh, <laughs> something, one. Uh, but they, they will be coming up later. We have a couple of tips here starting momentarily. We'll update you on those lines first here as the Spurs take on the Grizzlies. Tip off at 10 past the hour. Grizzlies, the home team laying five and a half. 227 is your total. We also, in Oklahoma City, have a tip between the Knicks and the Thunder. Knicks, your short, short road favorite, laying two and a half. 209 and a half is the total there. As for games in progress, Dallas blowing out Sacramento. 
110.85, under five to go in that game. Dallas minus 22 and a half live, 212 and a half is your total. For games you could you actually would make sense to potentially get in on live. First half between the Heat and the Rockets, Miami up 65-42, three and a half to go in the second quarter. And laying 19 and a half live, that is a 230 and a half in-game total right now. We're also one quarter down in Cleveland where the Cavs have a 32-25 lead on the Hawks. It's kind of a sneaky good game there. Two teams uh, near the top of the Eastern Conference with the Cavs up seven and laying six and a half of the game as we go to the second quarter. 218 and a half your in-game total. And the Raptors up early on the Clippers in Toronto, 31-24. Toronto laying 10 and a half live, 223 and a half is your total. Couple of games on the ice. Lightning Rangers. The Lightning up one nothing just underway in the second period. Currently minus 310 your money line, plus 215 the other way on New York. Five flat is the total. Big juice there on the over. And Capitals and Red Wings just underway. Six and a half to go in the first period. Capitals minus 195. Your in-game favorite Red Wings plus 150. Another total there of five juice to the under at uh, minus 130. I know, Gil, you were a little taken aback when you saw so many hockey jersey clad people walking around the strip for the noon puck drop I was like, Pacific there, time today. Is there a hockey game in my backyard? By the way, Georgia, the old halfback option. Um, Adonai Mitchell on the receiving end. 14 to nothing, Georgia. Lickety split. That quick. Little third, I believe it was a third and one uh, halfback option. I was just trying to delay your agony. Over there. That was a first and ten halfback option. My, my bad. Kenny McIntosh to Adonai Mitchell. Touchdown, Georgia. 14 to nothing. Yeah, that's not that. That's, that's not a fun was, start. I was scanning a little earlier to see what those numbers that, were. I was trying. That Alabama <laughs> buzz uh, has uh, sort of worn off quick. Hey, uh, Michigan. Uh, Georgia laying 18 and a half. <laughs> Four, here's the thing. The, the best thing that's going on for Michigan right now, 441 left in the first. Just started. Stetson Bennett, by the way, 7 of 7 for 85 yards. To me, that's been the biggest thing of this game. At least five of the four or five of those receivers had about ten yards of cushion. It felt like on these two drives, and then they go halfback option for the uh, for the touchdown. Once they got the first down inside the red zone, fourteen nothing, eighteen and a half as Ben said, total at fifty one and a half in game. If you want to take Michigan to win outright, how does eight to one please you? You like the late to one? Again, uh, a lot of time left in the first quarter. You so. know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to roll into 2022 with one loser as opposed to two. <laughs> as opposed to yeah. backing it up? As opposed, as opposed to a couple losers. I'll just, just roll into 2022. The beauty of having seven and a half is you're only one score down. It is it is true. But in, yeah. in, but here's let's look at the bright side of this, too. If we lose this bet, yeah. then 2022 can only go up. Wow. Good like, way we to look can't at go it. down in 2022. We're, Impe- we, already, we, we lost our last bet. Impeccable logic, Mr. Brown. There it is. I will corroborate said logic as being sound. Sound. Yes. I don't know if it's sound, but we'll let's just tell them it's sound. Yeah. Okay. Want to do another NFL game? Let's do it. This it. one's not as fun, but it's a double-digit favorite. It's the Jaguars, or as some folks like to call them, the Jaguars, at the Patriots. New England Patriots uh, with the ball on their racket for the postseason. She's got to win out. 16-and-a-half-point favorites. I believe this is the second-largest spread of the year, if I'm not mistaken. This. Jaguars have 20, what did we say last night? 27 people on the COVID list and are suiting up 33 people. So James O'Shaughnessy, the tight end, is ruled out. LaVisca Chenault is, um, did get activated from the COVID list. So they'll at least have him back out there. So that's at least a little bit better for them. They also activated Josh Allen, Miles Jack 
as well. So a couple of defensive players with a pulse out there as well for this Jags team. Um, that actually kind of leads me a little bit more not to take the 16 or 16 and a half with the Jags, but more just from an, from an underlook in a game like this. So their two best defensive players got activated in Jack and Allen, right? And then they do have at least a, a you, you take a look at a, at a 42 total in a game in which we know what the Patriots do on an offensive standpoint. The Patriots just run and they run and they run and they run and they run. So you get them running a ton. Maybe the Jags get a stop or two here and there. I don't think the Jags score. You know, I mean, like, where do the points come from? I mean, if, if the Jags scored six points in this game, that would be about, I would be like, oh, yeah, yeah six points, whatever, you know, <laughs> two field goals, something like that, 10 points. So uh, I played the under 42 in, in this thing. There's a, you know, there's a, Bill Belichick's done one thing and with this offense all year long, and it's, he's been very consistent with it. And, and come hell or high water, they're just going to, run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more short passes for Mac Jones, not try to get anything, you know, crazy. They don't do the down the field passing. They don't do any of that stuff. And then the Jacksonville offense has been no, actually not even arguably probably the worst offense in the entire NFL over the last six weeks of the season. And so I don't see the points coming from the Jacksonville side. I don't see a ton of points coming in bunches like big splash plays or anything on the new England side. So I took the under 42, even though it is a low total and by today's NFL standards. Bill Belichick versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, should be fun. And 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 you know, and again, there's a, they did get back a couple of defensive players on the Jacksonville side, so maybe it shouldn't just be as easy sledding for, for you know for for the Patriots to just run the ball up and down the field. So there, there's at least a little bit of talent on the defense side. There's really not any on the offensive side. And, and Trevor Lawrence, you know, God bless him. We'll see if they can get some players around him next year. But he's been really, really bad. Um, Really. It's it's almost unfair though, right? It is. It is. Yeah. It is. But and he, he had to go through the whole Urban Meyer nonsense. So it's just such a such a lost season. He is uh he's not been he's not been given a favorable situation, that's for no. sure. But um his his stats though, he's not been really, really I mean, he he's definitely not been good. He hasn't we, thrown he hadn't thrown a touchdown pass in over a month. Yeah, we thought, right, yeah. we thought, like everybody thought, that they would be trailing in lots of games. And that from a, let's just say from a fantasy mm. perspective, right? He'd be that garbage touchdown guy where he'd be zinging it all over the yard. And I'm sure would, a lot of people yeah. play, like drafted him in fantasy leagues yep. for that or best ball leagues thinking the exact same thing. And even that hasn't happened. And he has one touchdown pass in his last eight games. Is one, that good? One ben, pass ben, can you research that for that? That's, I'll, is that good? I'll get on it. Uh, I'll, Ask Von Brinkle if he thinks yeah. that one yeah, touchdown I'll, I'll pass with, in eight games in is In half good. a season? <laughs> oh, well, not anymore, but almost half a season yes. of football. By the way, not the highest spread of the year. It was Arizona laying 18 to Houston. I said second highest. In October. Uh, and then the Buffalo Bills were laying 17 and a half to Houston in week four. So it is Wait, it'll kick off. I'll be right. But I mean, I should, we should put both of those games had at least two points of movement on Sunday. Yeah. So this say. easily could get up to like 19. Well, Wouldn't surprise me. I was singing in the future when I said second, by the way, uh, McNamara just gets sacked two and a half minutes left in the uh, first quarter, Michigan behind the sticks. Once again, behind schedule, as they like to say, by the way, I, I mentioned this before when we were talking about the giants Jaguars currently number one pick in the NFL draft. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, like, so you have your quarterback, right? Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. Not like it's a good year of quarterbacks. Where do you... JTN coming back, Chark coming back. So it's kind of like 
let's get rid of this thing, stockpile some other picks, and let's just get a whole so that's what bunch of dudes. At. Let's because, get a bunch of dudes. Because it's not good enough to like, oh, I'll draft Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, big whoop. So you go yeah. from, yeah, so you, yeah. what, you win four games in five or five? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, so you just know. like see what you can. But here's the thing, though. There's no consensus number one pick. Right. So it's not like there's going to be this mad rush to trade for number one. It's it's how valuable does a team that is like that feels they're on the cusp. Yes. How much do they value one of those guys? Right. Is what it'll come down to. It's just not. I mean, yeah. There's no. There's no. In, in most people's views, consensus. There's no consensus number one pick. So we'll see what the best offer for that would be if they end up trading it. Um, much time will tell between that. And uh, between now and then, obviously, Jacksonville still could get out of that pick if they do the terrible thing of winning a football game as well. More Week 17 games next. Primetime Action. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, Gil, Matt, and Ben Wilson in for Kelly Bidlin tonight. Um, could be a bad night for the anti SEC crowd. Just want to point that out. Could be. Both, uh, both Cincinnati and Michigan winning the tosses, the opening toss, and both deferring. And both for that decision, finding themselves in seven to nothing holes right out of the chute. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if that's the most sound. I didn't. I didn't care about it here, but I certainly did. In the Cincinnati game, I was like, "Thank you very much for your deferral." Georgia up fourteen to nothing. One ten left in the first quarter. Georgia first to ten at their own twenty-five to start their third drive of the game. The first two both resulting in touchdowns. More early window games, Week 17. Another double-digit spread. Buccaneers at the Jets. Mike Evans back in the fold, though, for the Bucs. Yeah, I mean, that said, uh, he's questionable. Hamstring injury. Um, We got... Yes, I should say back in the COVID fold. Antonio Brown questionable as well for this one. So that is one of the... That's one of the big question marks here, right? I mean, we already know. Down Godwin, down Fournette, and at the very best, a gimpy Mike Evans. The uh, Antonio Brown injury is actually an ankle injury, uh, not a hamstring injury. So that's not it's not as bad for Antonio Brown. But it's it's one of those things where 
I'm looking at a pretty big spread here, Gil. Unless I, I, I'm again another one of those things. I'm not running to, I'm not running to the window by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but I don't think points are going to be just super easy to come by for the Bucks, especially if these two guys can't go. And then it's going to be just the backup show. I mean, where how how are the points going to come then in that one? So maybe the question isn't necessarily do we lay the 13 with the Bucks or how do 46 points get scored in this game? That might be the question. Mm-hmm. There's a 45 and there's multiple 45 and a halfs Good still call. available. Good call. You know, so maybe the question is not necessarily do we lay the do we lay the 13 with the Bucks, but with a pretty inept Jets offense against a pretty pretty still pretty good Bucks even yeah you can throw on them but that's the teams that can actually throw and, and the Jets can't actually throw and so I mean maybe it's an underlook in this thing because there's just a a a lack of a lack of depth on the Tampa Bay side and then you also look at it I mean from from if you're Bruce Arians at this point you you almost have to play it super conservative don't you yeah is Tampa Bay's Injury problems getting to the point now. Forget about this game for a second. We're you're, you're starting to worry about them once the postseason happens in two weeks. Like it feels like it's not. You know, we all just sort of assumed. You know, when I when I talk about the Titans, I'm like, well, they'll get yeah. this guy back. They'll get this guy back. Tampa Bay will not have Godwin back. Fournette supposedly will. Supposedly will, but again, it was it was it was enough to put him on IR. Right. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you just have too many guys dinged up, so they got to get healthy quick. I don't have any pro- – I'm sure they'll win this football game. I wouldn't want any part of this spread. I think you're probably onto something with the total. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's start start trying to figure out how 46 points get scored in this game. Because, again, there's <laughs> there's 45 and a half out there. Let me even like conjure up how and this I think that that's I think that's probably the way that I would look at this one as opposed to laying the 13. I, I don't think you're ever – even as banged up as the Bucks are with this the status of the Jets right now, I don't think you're ever taking the points with them in this one. Jets, again, currently in the fourth and sixth positions – in the upcoming NFL draft, the sixth pick via the Seattle Seahawks and the Jamal Adams deal. By the way, here's a uh, brief uh, update. Georgia, at the end of the first quarter, up 14 to nothing. Stetson Bennett still a perfect 8 for 8 for 83 yards at the touchdown. Is that pretty good? I think that's good. Uh, live line on this one right now is 18 and a half. Is that what y'all are saying? 18 and a that's half. That's correct, yes. 48 and a half is the total in that one. How about just be cruising into 20, 2022? I know a money line. Man? Embarrassing loss. Yeah, <laughs> but just an embarrassing loss. Maybe I was too vocal after that first game. <laughs> Maybe the gambling gods were listening. Eagles and Washington. Eagles currently on the inside of the NFC playoff picture. Washington currently on the outside looking in. Washington did not get the greatest news today. No, this is this one is like where it, the Eagles, in theory should roll here. I mean, there's just they have a lot of advantages in this game. They have a lot of you're you're also getting what looks like Jalen Hurts is is going to be fine, you know. I mean, there was a chance that Jalen Hurts was going to be banged up for for the Eagles in this one. So you 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 did have that kind of lingering out there, but you know, look, on the on the Washington side, they're going to be without Antonio Gibson, so he goes down. Yeah, added to the COVID list. Curtis Samuel's can, can't can't get over this hamstring injury, which is why we keep bringing up this stuff about 
these wide receivers with these hamstring injuries, the we Sanders. keep bringing it up oh. over and over again because it's just the nature of the position, having to be explosive off the line, yeah. cutting on dimes, all the things. That it's it's just it's hard for them to kick these hamstring injuries a lot, a lot of times, which is why we're so on top of that with these wide receivers. And he hadn't been able to do it all season. Curtis Samuel's debut season in Washington has been a complete bust. Everyone was super excited about, hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, with Terry McLaurin actually having another receiver on the other side of the field. And uh, none of that happened. Yeah. And and even when he has been out there, he hadn't been able to make right. any sort of impact. No. Even, when he was, even when he was able to get out there. They, they said that there's no plans to rotate quarterbacks in this game, that it's Taylor Heineke, and it's going to be the Taylor Heineke show in this thing. Do you believe – I mean – do you believe that? I mean, if he goes out there and he was as bad as he was this past week, I mean, do we think that he's going to get pulled or no? Uh, Ron Rivera has a history of loving Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. I will say that. But I would hate to see that happen. I mean, I don't know that Heineke deserves a quick trigger, quite frankly. Though, obviously, Sunday night is going to be fresh in everybody's mind. Um, I, I actually think this is a bit of an overreaction on the number. But as the week goes on and then the Antonio Gibsons of the world are not going to be here and and playing. And now I think the number is not too terrible. Yeah, it's it it's four and a half rest of country um in, in favor of the Eagles. Forty four and a half is the total here. I think I could only I think I could probably only play the Eagles side but against no another one of those games is just that number just seems about appropriate and so I don't really want really want any any piece of it would not surprise me at all if washington won this football game would not no would also not surprise because we me see if some very uneven performances yes. from philadelphia would, over the course of the season would not surprise me if philadelphia did their thing where they like hey we're in a zero three three game in the first half how can we not shake this team and then they roll yeah. in the second half which yeah. they've done multiple which they've times done a couple of different yeah but a couple a couple of different times this year so we've seen some very uneven performances from them specifically from uh, from Jalen Hurts, right? I mean, he's just been yeah. – he's kind of been Jekyll and Hyde with some of the games that he's played so far this year. Th- this one's uh, this one's kind of baffling to me how big of an impact – you know, how, how big of an impact is all these guys that Washington is, is getting back and or not have? How does it affect this team? It's just with, – with the four, I think it's probably about appropriate a game that I'll just, I'll just watch as opposed to playing. And Montez sweat out of this mm-hmm. game for personal reasons. He's also been in and out of this lineup this year, broken jaw – COVID, and now the murder of his brother in Virginia. So Montez Sweat will not be uh, playing for Washington in this football game, which feels like a season that is just sort of, you know, staggering to the finish line for Washington. Obviously still mathematically alive, but uh, yeah, very, very small probability at this point. Washington would have to win out to have any shot at this. Nick Sirianni, we were talking about this in Coach of the Year markets, and I just want to point this out one last time. Um, I'm not saying Nick Sirianni will win Coach of the Year or should win Coach of the Year, but 80 to one versus say a Matt Lafleur being plus 130, 150 or whatever he is, plus 135. Andy Reid 60 to one. Uh, Sean McDermott 100 to one. Just want to point this out one more time about award markets like that. We talked about this in baseball, and I, th- I think it deserves to be repeated, which is if you do have access to Coach of the Year or other award markets like this, you're handicapping you know, people betting on, uh, people voting on things. And so I think sometimes with our betting markets on these, we're way too close to the sun and we we just sort of take what the numbers are as gospel. And I just want to say we probably shouldn't do that, right? There's no world where Matt LaFleur should be plus 135, plus 150, and Andy Reid should be 60 to 1. I'm not saying Andy Reid will get it. I'm not saying that Matt LaFleur won't. I'm just saying that the numbers 
are not accurate necessarily. So don't rule out any long shot at this point. Much football to be played. Um, because I do think if Green Bay doesn't get the number one seed, I actually don't think LaFleur has any chance in the world. Well, I don't, I don't know why he would. Yeah. Then at that point, right? Because we talked about it. So your, your claim to fame would be getting the number one seed. When you didn't have Aaron Rodgers out there, you looked like a, a JV squad. Right. You know? And, and so if you don't get the number one seed, now what are you hanging your hat on? Not a thing. It's it's more the it's more the Aaron Rodgers show. Than, right. If, that, if anything, it makes a bigger case for Aaron Rodgers, you know, than it, than it does anything else. That said, they got. We'll talk about the game later. But they got a, they got a massive break today. Oh, so the, the biggest break yeah, of the day. Yeah. As a matter of fact, and that was uh, some interesting uh, line shenanigans. Who was going to be the backup quarterback? We'll get to the Packers when we get there. Next, though, Rams at Ravens. Uh, if not. For the Chiefs and Bengals, maybe this would be one of the marquee matchups of the weekend. We will get into that. And the rest of the afternoon slate after that game. Coming back, Week 17, National Football League. Georgia, Michigan, still 14 to nothing. Bulldogs early second quarter. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, live from the South Point. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, have a safe New Year, whatever your plans are tonight. Um, you know, if you're going out, you're hanging in at home, you're home, probably the way to go to be safe. But, you know, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I've already talked myself into a hole on it. Uh, we're looking at week 17. In the National Football League, by the way, uh, Michigan holds Georgia to a field goal on their third drive of the game, which is known uh, to this point in this game as a victory for Michigan. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal for Georgia's first three drives of this game. Stetson Bennett finally throwing his first uh, few incompletions of the game as well. He's 11 for 14 for 101 yards in this ball game thus far. 17 to nothing, Georgia. Still 12-26 to go in the second quarter, which is really the good news for Michigan. Plenty of football to be played. Live line on this one at 17 to nothing is... It was 19 and a half a second ago. It was, but I had it at 14 to nothing, 19 and a half. So I'm thinking I might be, uh, I might be incorrect. 20 and a half. There you go. 20 and a half. 48 and a half live total. All right. 12 to 1 money line. I'm going to just keep mentioning the money line yeah. for Matt to try and talk him into it. 12 no, to 1. No no chance. No? No chance. Like I said, I'll just ride into 2022 on a one-game <laughs> loser as opposed to an actual streak I want no. of losing. I didn't, I didn't take him on the money line to begin with. I'm certainly not taking him <laughs> now. But I still like the fact that we have plus 7.5. I will like to say, though, that obviously my, my handicap of this was completely wrong because it was— Thus far, we've been it completely was the, wrong. It was the— I thought that Michigan defense was going to be good enough to to stop the Georgia offense from just being able to go up and down the field, and that has not very much place. not been the case. No. Yeah, no, very it, much not been the case. Not the handicapping all. laws of primetime action, we just need to get off the air so that this game then completely turns on its head, it's and exactly we are then right. proven. That said. Right. By the way, that happened in the first game too, right? We weren't here for our crushing bet. I mean, the, the bet that we crushed on. Then we show up. That game's already over. And yes, that's been the prime time. That's a good point, Ben Wilson. So we're out of here. Isaiah Von Brinkle, can we leave? No. Can't yeah, leave. I, I, I don't know about that. Okay. Cheers. What's more important, the show or our bets right now? All right, let's continue. Week 17, National Football League, the last early game. 
Rams at the Ravens. Implications for the Ravens for sure, who are on the outside looking in of the AFC playoff picture currently. Um, Rams still have an eye for the number one seed. Rams up to five and a half here. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the status, not been ruled out despite missing nearly all of the Ravens practices this week. I think if you're a Ravens backer, you want him to be out. You want to go with Huntley? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he wasn't able to practice for 14 straight days and goes out there. And then apparently, according to the people who saw the portion of practice where he was able to. We had it running. He looked like an old man. Yeah. And just said it was absolutely horrible. So I think if you're. If you do want to back the Ravens here, then you would you pretty much want this to be Huntley. I am I took the Rams on the opener at three. It quickly went to three and a half. Now, like you said, all the way up to, to five and a half. I saw what happened to this Ravens secondary when they played Cincinnati. The Rams don't have quite the fire, firepower on the offensive side that the, that the Bengals do, but I can tell you, still with Cooper Cup, still with Odell, Still with the ancillary receivers, the Van Jeffersons and stuff of the world and all that, like they're going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to to pass. They're going to be able to get this, you know, to to move the ball pretty efficiently here. And so I'm not um, I'm not thinking that this is, you know, I, honestly, if you're again, if you're Ravensburger, I think that having Huntley out there is exactly the way that you want to go with all this. The other thing though, Gil is. Now there's multiple games with Huntley footage. We've talked about this before with all these guys. Like mm-hmm. sometimes they take these, you know, sometimes these guys come in and they catch these teams off guard. You don't really have any tape of them. You can't really break down their tendencies. You don't really know what's going on. Well, now there is of of Huntley teams have had multiple weeks to kind of digest what he does and maybe find out some tendencies and things like that. And so that's one of the things for me. Now we talked about this Cooper Cup stuff, and Cooper Cup is a little over 200 yards away from setting the all-time receiving yardage record. He is 18 receptions away from setting the all-time receptions record. Which is incredible, Yes, by the way. Incredible that he could be on the cusp of both of those. And his reception, I mean, his uh, receiving yard, they did not put up a reception prop yet. There will be at some point. Um, But right now, 106.5 on his receiving yards for Cooper Cup. I can't imagine you wanting to play the under. 106 and a half on Cooper Cup in a in a game where there is yeah. records at stake, there are seeding possibilities at stake for the Rams as well, and then also the secondary for the Ravens is complete garbage. So I think that you're if you're looking at Cooper Cup in a situation like this, you're you're looking to play overs or, or 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 fading. I can't imagine wanting to go in playing an under on Cooper Cup in a in a game like this. That'd be a horrible bet to try to live through. Yeah, because the the other thing too, and whenever they post this, and I'm I'm actually going to take a look and see if there's if there's anything up anywhere so we can just get an idea. No reception prop up quite yet. And I think the reason for that is these books are still trying to figure out how to go about this because with those 18 receptions, Gil, as we talked about last night, you can manufacture receptions. receptions. Yes. Having quick screens, Mm -hmm. the little jet sweep things, all the different stuff like that. You can manufacture receptions for a guy. You have Odell coming out today talking about how he wants Cooper Cup to get the record. You've got McVeigh who talked about it a couple of days, a couple of days ago, about how he wants him to get the record. All this stuff. 
it would not surprise me in the least bit if Cooper Cup leaves this game with 13 receptions. It would not like nope. it would not surprise me in the least bit. And if he gets 13 receptions, he's going to go over the 106 yards. So um, I, I'm going to be looking to to try to get on, on specifically on the reception over. But I'll probably just as a little bit of a correlation play the over on the yardage as well for for Cooper Cup in this game. That said, the number I got's gone. If you want to, it's it's still a Rams or pass for me on, on this because again the the Ravens defense is at this point a shell of itself. And with Huntley at quarterback, I still think you know as as good as this Rams defense has been, as much pressure as they generate, I think Huntley's going to be in for for a long day. But at five and a half, I can't tell you to run and go go put that in your account. I was getting excited to tell you that uh, Michigan had a pulse. Cade McNamara to Roman Wilson, forty two yards inside the red zone. But next play a sack, uh, no gain on. Uh, on second and long, and now third and long is going to be short of the stick. So it looks like a Michigan field goal. Say we're going to we're going to try to take the three here. Let's take the three. Take the three. Let's go to the afternoon window. Broncos at Chargers. Both of these teams on the outside looking in. Your proverbial must-win situation for the Broncos. Chargers favored by seven now, though. Broncos get the uh, get the unfortunate news. The COVID bug hit them today, which means there's just there's no chance of those of those guys playing. So you have Cortland Sutton, who is already questionable for this at wide receiver, and then Jerry Judy and Bradley Chubb get both get put on the COVID list, which means they can't play. So it's uh, and and the other thing is is Cortland Sutton because of cl- the co- close contact thing with the Jerry Judy deal, he might get put on the COVID list at some point in the next hmm. 24 hours or whatever. They're you know they'll have to see about the whole close close contact thing. So the Broncos might be just completely without wide receivers in this game. Jeez. Like they might just be completely um, you know devoid of any talent at that position now. And we're still getting the Drew Locke experience. I was going to say, and then yeah. now couple that with yeah. with Drew Locke at quarterback, and you've got a really, really bad deal here. So that was that was one of the that was one of the things I know. There were people who were rushing to try to get some Chargers bets in and stuff, and I, and I don't blame you. It's just seven with this Chargers team, even with a depleted Broncos. Like as <laughs> as, as as up and down as this team has been, and as easy it is to to run on them for the majority of the time as well. Like. If there's no receivers, it wouldn't surprise me. Vic Fangio, who wants to kind of run the ball as it is anyway, who wants to play this, you know, power team, it would not surprise me at all if they just come out and run a, you know, service academy type offense in this game and just run, 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 run over and over and over and over again. And to what success against the the Chargers is the only thing that I'm worried about. And so, not willing to lay, not willing to lay the. I wanted to lay the L touchdown there, Gil. Not, yeah. not willing to do it, but at the same time, I don't want to take the points with a Broncos team that might have no wide receivers whatsoever and Drew Lock at quarterback. My uh, answer to the Megapod question, the beating the book Megapod, available where all podcasts are distributed, to the question of which game do you want no part of if you lived in a bizarre world, had to play a side on every single NFL game, but you wanted no part of one, you got one free pass. My answer was actually the Monday night game between the Steelers and the Browns, but the Broncos and Chargers was a close number two. Want no part of this game whatsoever. Jake Moody, 36-yard field goal. Michigan is on the board, 17-3 to now in favor of Georgia. A little more than halfway through the second quarter at Miami. A stop uh, a, would feel good. A stop would be wonderful. Yeah. They have yet to do that, Michigan. Just a stop would make me feel a little bit better about this, this 7.5 ticket. Live line back down to 17.5. Total 48.5. 
Georgia and Michigan. Coming back, more of the afternoon games, including the latest on James Garoppolo. Will he be playing for the Niners or won't he? Do we even have an answer to that question yet as we do this on New Year's Eve Friday night? Coming back, Beeson's primetime action live from the majestic South Point Hotel Casino. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card, debit, MasterCard, get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply, subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply, card issued by MetaBank NA, member FDIC. Stetson Bennett having himself a game, 53-yarder to uh, James Cook to put Georgia back inside the red zone, up 17-3. to But Michigan has now forced a third and 11 from their own 16. So Michigan might be able to get away with forcing a field goal attempt if they can stop this play. Again, third and 11 at the 16. 439 left in the second quarter. Bennett shotgun over the top. Oh, it's going to be caught, but it's going to be shy of the sticks by about five or six yards. So it looks like Georgia will bring on the field goal unit. Try to put this back up to a 17-point lead. Complete to McConkey. No relation to Phil McConkey. No relation? Or is that his son? I want to say it's no relation. It's no relation, which is one of the big upsets ever that McConkey is not related to Phil McConkey. So, uh... He of Super Bowl fame and Giants playoff run fame back in the 80s. So if we were down 14... Yes. And if this field goal goes through and yep. we're just trading field goals... Yes. That's not, not going to get us. No, yeah. no, that is yeah, that is correct. Your math is correct on that. Well, yeah, and that field That's goal it. is good from twenty-eight, a little chippy, and it's twenty to three Georgia. So again, I mean, here are here are the results of Georgia's first four drives: touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, trending correctly. Let's put it that way. That's <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Safety, safety. Yes. Rouge, rouge. Rouge, rouge. And then, and then, yes. we, guess, and then we get to zeros. Yes. The relation, rela- by the way. No relation, right? No relation. Which is one of the great upsets ever that a kid playing big-time college football with the last name McConkie not related to the giant great Phil McConkie. Just thought I'd point that out. I didn't realize in, in the brief 30 seconds it took me to research that, that Phil McConkie then had a, a long political career after his playing days. I remember he had a political career. I didn't know if I would have characterized it as long. Was it a long career? Uh, well, look, in the, in the specter of political yes. careers, 
Pretty it was good. not. It was. I mean, it was like one year. Yeah. <laughs> Some people All have right. had shorter. I'll go with a long. Career. Some people have had eight day careers. Yeah, it's true. Texans at Niners. Early, well, no, it's, not, it's the late window, but it's the early part of the late window, if you know what I mean. 405 Eastern, 105 Pacific. The Niners, 12-point favorites. The latest on Jimmy G is what, sir? Doubtful. Didn't practice all week. He's got a bone chip and a ligament and ligament damage. I mean, this seems, seems horrible yeah. for a quarterback. Um, Elijah Mitchell is at least questionable for them to come back in this thing, so that's not all terrible news for San Francisco, and then also it's not all terrible news because your opponent this week is the Houston Texans. Now you're going to say, "Hey Matt, what about that uh, win last week?" And what I about would that say, win last week, say, Matt Brown. That's uh, incredibly confusing to me too. I don't, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't no know answer. how they go out there and beat outright a team that is fighting for playoff. Uh, I have no idea. So yes, that's that would be. Can I just ask you about this spread real quick before yeah. you get into your uh, dissertation here? Just twelve points. So if if we're thinking this is going to be Trey Lance now at this mm-hmm. point, and again, your guess is my, as good as mine, but it looks like it'll be that. Don't you kind of have to take the Texans at 12? Because wouldn't by by kickoff, wouldn't this go down some? How do we because we don't how know do we get to 12 trade. here? 12 and a half. Yeah, how do we get to 12 and a half with again a guy that I think they've tipped their hand with how ill-prepared he is to play in the NFL because the whole the whole thing was, well, one, we're going to draft him. In theory, you would think that that would be as competition for Jimmy Garoppolo. They come out early and say, oh, no, no, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, but we're going to have special pra- you know, special packages for him. He's going to come in, and he's going to give us like some wrinkles to the offense, and that lasted all of two games, and I understand there was an injury in there, but when he came back from injury, he has not been a part of this offense at all. And so I think they've kind of tipped their hand here. The people who got on this before, I mean, this thing was at 15 at one point. Yes. Like when, people who got on it fi- before we caught any whiff of yeah. Garoppolo. Yeah, like, like before the, yeah, before people got on this at 15, good on you because, mm-hmm. man, that is, uh, that's a pretty great, pretty great number in this whole thing. That being said, I mean, even at 12, I'm like, I could, there's just no way. I, I would have to take the points with the Texans. You'd have to. You'd have to. 100%. Right? Because Trey Lance could be an unmitigated disaster. We don't know. Kyle Shanahan did say it's his finest month of practice ever. <laughs> so there's go, that. So go with there's go a, with that. There's that endorsement. Yes. You so know. read into that what you will. I mean, it, it's 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 a situation where I, I don't expect him to look like Ian Book, but at the same time, I don't expect him to look like one of these guys we've seen playing all year long who have a ton of NFL snaps, who have a ton of of experience at this point. So I, I hope the kid is great, but I wouldn't lay 12, period. Yeah, so I think it's like yeah. somewhere in between, and mm-hmm. if it's somewhere in between, 12 points is probably too much. I just think, I, I'm not, listen, predicting line movement ain't my forte, but I can't imagine this would go up on Trey Lance confirmation. Like, oh, it's Trey Lance, let me bet the Niners. I don't think that's happening. I think the only thing, if you are... If you're looking to bet the 49ers here, is we did see and have seen multiple times this year them just play like their own version of bully ball, right? Yep. Where True they that. go out, they run the ball, you know, 80% of the downs. They only throw when they really, really have to on third downs and and third downs and 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 decent long. You know, I mean, we saw them run on third third downs knowing that they were gonna go for it on fourth downs as well. And so you you do have a Houston defense, of course, they're coming in. The whole the whole team is bottom five in every single unit offense and defense, but of course you are getting a team that is, 
you know, 25th according to Pro Football Focus against the run, 26th according to tw- uh, pro, uh, DVOA against the run. Can I interrupt your flow yeah. here for one second? This, this is, if Michigan is to come back and cover this game, let's not talk about win, but if they come back and cover, this play right here might be the biggest of the entire game because Michigan is getting the ball first in the second half because they deferred. Yeah. There's a possibility of a two-for-one here at the end of the half, but they're third and eight at their own 27-yard line, 230 left. This would be a huge conversion and towards that. Cade McNamara can't get more than just back to the line of scrimmage. So forget about that. Michigan's going to have to punt it away. Georgia has two timeouts left, and they'll have some time to work with it. So far, the offensive line has looked at least decent up against this Georgia uh, defensive line on run plays, but on pass plays, it does not look like no. they are quite as formidable against this uh, defensive line. He hit the big big one, one big one last drive, but they couldn't do anything with it except to kick the field goal. But now Georgia, I would assume, used their second. Yes, they did. Georgia uses their second timeout to stop the clock at 214, uh, anticipating the punt here, which they will get from Michigan. They'll have one timeout left once they get the ball back. 222 left, up 20 to 3. Texans also 31st in the NFL in explosive runs given up. So there's there's a lot that I think Shanahan could just go, okay, maybe Trey Lance isn't ready necessarily for the big time in the NFL. We're not going to ask him to go out there and throw 30 times, 35 times in this game. So let's just run. We'll run often. We'll run a ton. We'll do all this creative runs with Debo Samuel and the motion runs and the end arounds and all the different stuff like that. We'll get some design quarterback runs and take advantage of the athleticism for Trey Lance as well. I think there is at least a, certainly a path to victory through that and maybe even a path to covering with that if they can just kind of just beat down the Texans over and over and over and over again and just drain the clock and the next thing you know, the Texans look up and they've only had, you know, eight possessions, nine possessions in the whole game or something like that, you know. So just, who's, who's Trey Lance's backup if Jimmy G can't go? Because they don't have a they don't ooh. have a quarterback on the roster besides Trey Lance. Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld was the one. Activated. This came up once before. Yes, yeah, activated from the, from the practice, practice squad. squad. Yeah, I remember it came up once before. Georgia just missing the block. Did we did we run into the kicker here? Was there a flag? Did we get a roughing or a running or neither? Well, he didn't get touched. I did he? not see a flag come yeah. down. I don't think we had one. Also, oh, it's just, they're just showing the replay because he just barely missed blocking. Like, where it. was the yeah? Where was the acting by the no. punter? You yeah. got to fall down and scream bloody murder, <laughs> like you just got snipered from the. Um, they have put out a, at least a couple of props here. Debo Samuel rushing yards, thirty-two and a half. Let's creep it up. But wouldn't would it? It would not surprise me in a game if it's if it if it is Lance. He could crush that. That, that yes yeah. that that. Gets him. So if we're if if with Jimmy Garoppolo in, he's getting four or five carries a game. It would not shock me at all to see, see them double that, right? And if he gets ten carries, he is blasting over thirty-two and a half. I could see that easy. Like that's for sure. So that is a that is a definite lean to me. And a, and again, doubtful usually means out. And so I I think that Garoppolo's pretty much out. We just haven't we just haven't fully announced that. And yet. if that's the case. 12, I just don't think 12 is going to be there come Sunday. 32 and a half, guys, on Depot rushing. 32 and a half. We'll come back. Uh, Panthers, Saints, Cardinals at the Cowboys in the late 425 Eastern, 125 Pacific window. 
of Week 17 on Sunday. Remember, this is the week where there is no Thursday games, obviously, yesterday. There are no Saturday games. Everything's on Sunday with the exception of the Monday night game. The Monday night game will be the last Monday night regular season game of the year. And then next week, everything currently scheduled on Sunday. But once the results of this week's games are finished, they will flex two games to Saturday next week. Oh, Georgia to the house. This game is over. 26-3, extra point pending. Katie bar the door. Coming back, Beeson's Primetime Action. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.